What's going on and welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're about to talk week 11 of the NFL. It's been a good-ass week, ups and downs, roller coasters. As always, go down, like, and subscribe. Let us know what you thought of week 11. Let us hear your thoughts on your favorite team or whatever bet you are sweating this weekend. As always, I'm one half of the Totally Blitz Podcast. I'm Paul. Pick on with him, Concha, and I'm joined with. Hey, man, you already know. It's your boy, Kev. Water voice of boy, aka the Don Fiyi, aka the motherfucker with this fish. Well, why the fuck do we be having these close ass weeks and all my games be coming down to the fact that motherfuckers want to miss field goals? And I'm just like, why do why do I have to go through this? I I never get the field goals. I have motherfuckers I would miss the field goal or they motherfucking get the field goal hit on their ass. Fuck the Browns. Fuck the motherfucking um, Seahawks right now. Don't ask me, motherfucker. You the one winning the week-to-week standings and the month, like the fucking season standings, right? You get the more calls than I do. Ah, see you. You think you be getting the bets? See, you feel me? You be getting the you be getting the money on the back doors. I be getting the randoms. Like you feel me? You you're the type of nigga that you still love. You be taking the you be taking the underdog. You be taking the losing team, but you still be hitting the spread. So I be like. Ugh. That nigga's still winning in there. Yeah, that's how I felt about the Cardinals this week, bro. Like, I felt like the Cardinals had the chance to win in their hands multiple times, but then, end of the day, I still covered the spread. But yeah, you're playing so a whole better. different ball game. I was gonna say, but it's been a banger of a week, though. Even though motherfuckers want to do me wrong. I mean, overall, as a week, we're both sitting at eight and three. This doesn't count the Sunday night and Monday night. Vikings Broncos is in a barn burner here after halftime, so it's really up in the air. We're both sitting at eight and three. You took Broncos, I took Vikings. We both took the Chiefs Monday night. So it actually really just comes down to who wins this week is on this game Sunday night, which actually makes it like really fun as we're watching it. Like, who gives a fuck about the Vikings and the Broncos? But like, yeah. we got a fucking, we got something riding on the line here, not just bets. And the fact that this game is close, like, I feel like usually in situations like this, it'd be a blowout and motherfuckers are talking shit like, you fucking idiot. How now could you like, cook blah, blah, blah? Like, normally it'd be like 21-3 at halftime for whatever team. And you're sitting there like, why the fuck did I take blah, blah, blah? Or like, uh, like if either side, you were sitting there like, why the fuck I take the Broncos, bro? They fucking stink. And then like the Vikings, why the fuck I bet on Josh Dobbs, bro? He he just been there like two weeks ago, bro. What the fuck? Like, but but it's a close game, which makes that loss even even more harder because I feel like this is gonna come down to a field goal. Hey, yeah, that's the beauty of football. <laughs> and if the field goal trends keep up as they are, I'm coming out as a winner this week. I don't know. But, I mean, eight and three overall in the week. Oh, we're both – I mean, I'm sitting at one and one with my locks. I took Chargers and Browns, one, one, one and one. You're 0 and one right now on your locks. You took Chargers and Broncos, uh, maybe 0 and two, maybe one on one. We'll see what uh, end of this game. But then our dogs, we both went 0 and one. I took Cardinals. You took the Steelers. Steal uh, those. Yeah, both of them. I mean, Cardinals didn't come down to a field goal, but Cardinals definitely had a chance to win it. Steelers coming down to the field goal to to lose the game. But wasn't it tied before the field goal 10-10? Yeah. Honestly, I'm not going to lie, bro. If the Browns didn't win on that field goal right there, that bit probably was going to be a draw. I could have seen it because that's they, – they only made – they only made – um the Steelers only made plays off of um Jalen we'll, – we'll, we'll get into it unless you want to get into that game first. Oh, let me see. Let me see what how the slate breaks down. Just because if I don't go in order, my drunk ass might skip it. Oh, it's the second game of the slate. So we might as well start off there. Yeah, the Steelers losing to right. Browns, thirteen ten field goal. Kev, how they go? Um, so it's crazy, man. So the Steelers definitely are. I keep watching these games, thinking like talking my shit. Like, yeah, Paul, I'm trying to tell you the Steelers can win off the of defense. They can. They can do that off the of defense. I be trying. This is literally me in my head all game. But then I just realized that this offense really can get put in great positions and do absolutely nothing with it. The only time they really scored was with Jalen Warren, made some really big plays, really was cutting up on the ass. Was it 75-yarder or like a 70-yarder touchdown? It was a long as well. Pretty fucking fast. Pretty fucking long. So, like, motherfucking 
we respect that. But at the end of the day, like that's all they got. George Pickens, I want to say he went like three yard, three um, three receptions for like thirty two yards. So like I can understand when he's saying free me, but it's just like damn, why the fuck can these offenses not get it together? Because the defense is full of old motherfuckers putting it, putting in work. I saw a statistic, bro, and I was kind of shocked. They were saying Kenny Pickett only has, like, one game in his career. It might be in his career or just this season, but only one game with more than one touchdown. Gone. Like, I feel like two is almost, like, the standard. Like, the only way you're not going to get two every game, but, like, if you get a two-touchdown game, that's, like, a B plus. Like, you're already, you already on the honor roll. Like, it's what you do outside of that two touchdowns that gets you to the A-plus territory. But for you to not even hit two touchdowns this whole season, and you're just, like, a one-touchdown motherfucker. Like, someone once told me, like, imagine – like, could you imagine thinking that Zach Wilson would be a better fantasy quarterback than Kenny Pickett? Like, it's fucking true. Like, you can talk all the shit you want on Zach Wilson, but, like, week in and week out, he's outproducing Kenny Pickett. Maybe not this week, but maybe he did. I mean, 106. I mean, they both are pretty bad, but Kenny Pickett, 106 total yards passing. Like, that's that's bad. Yeah, that's pretty. Hey, you played the whole game. I mean, I do know it's the Browns defense, don't get me wrong, but it's also like, this is what you would do. Like, if you did this against, like, a Rams or a Vikings, I wouldn't be shocked just because that's who, that's the Kenny Pickett that I've come to know and, and enjoy. No, that's real shit. Oh wait, hey, Vikings in the red zone right now. They uh, the past are not moving. But I mean oh. outside, outside of the defense, I mean Jerome Ford gets the touchdown. Uh Strong Jaylen, motherfucker. Yeah, Jalen Warren getting the long touchdown. Uh like there wasn't much. I mean, it was a couple I thought the the Browns were gonna kick a lot of field goals, but it was a lot of this defense. The over under was set at like thirty two, which is absolutely insane. For the, they're like, is this a preseason game? Like thirty two is like a preseason over under, and oh, wow. it still went under because the final score was ten to thirteen. Like it, like this was pure. If you were a night, if I took like a nineteen fifties football enjoyer and brought him to the future and he watched this game, he would have thought he was nineteen fifties, bro. Bro, they keep the screen. Hey, that's the. The pastor, not himself. Every we, if you would listen to us every week, we say like Joshua Dobbs' rushing touchdown is almost a lock every week. Not that shit is crazy. I don't know. What Look at Joshua. that! Look at that! I got a I got a clear lighter with purple fluid, bro. I'll let you guys know. <laughs> I got the. If you don't know, what's the hashtag for the Vikings on Twitter? It's cool. We don't know. I got a little bit of skull oh. on the deck tonight. So like, hey, just know all I got all the good all the good juju for the Vikings tonight. No, that's fine. But yeah, shout out the shout out the Browns. Dustin Hopkins will make good for making your field goal. You don't suck. On to the next thing, mother chuckers. Uh Dolphins beating the Raiders twenty to thirteen. Raiders covering the thirteen point spread, even though they lose by seven. It was a ball game. I mean, uh literally. And it was mostly because of the, the turnovers. Dolphins, three turnovers. One was the interception, which was an ill-advised pass. But, but prior to the interception, the game was close from the moment it started because of the fumbles, I feel like. like The Dolphins almost had like 400 yards of offense going into the third quarter, but only had 13 points to show for it. Like It was because they just kept fumbling the ball. It's not like the Raiders are stopping them along the way. They did make some big stops, don't get me wrong, but – our offense is moving, and then next thing you know, fucking a fumble, a turnover here, and and then all the Raiders are still still in it. Eventually, like uh, Devontae Adams getting the touchdown was nice, but Jalen Ramsey, I think, was the biggest difference maker in this game. But just for the Dolphins altogether, he gets the big stop on the uh, the fourth down that um against the Raiders, which almost was an interception to seal the game. But uh, he he uh, he got inter- not interception. Was it interception? I think he got the interception against O'Connell. Like he himself, he has lived up to the the billing of oh we signed Jalen Ramsey. And a lot of people were like oh yeah it was the pick six. Jalen Ramsey I believe got the pick six, took it all the way back. Like 
What's the pick six? No, that was the fumble six that Javon Holland got. They got called back. But it was just like our defense has been has actually been making stops. We started off the year ranked 30th against the pass. Now we're sitting at like 13th. Like the little adjustments throughout the year, I think, has helped. Even though we lost against the Chiefs, we held Mahomes to under 200 yards. Like we're making we're making the 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 necessary adjustments come playoff time. I don't think we'll be the same team that would lost to certain teams come playoff time. We're going to be a healthier version, a more solid team defensive-wise and offensive-wise. And Tyree Kills is the most – he's wide receiver one. Like, he's the most unstoppable wide receiver there is in the NFL right now. I got I to gotta get a sounds machine. So we got to clap it up for the fact that you – the way that you broke down that tape with all of these different emotions, you, you're drunk <laughs> – you're um, excited. You're happy. You're being an analytical podcaster. Hey, you're getting faded. <laughs> like the way the audio emotions that was in that tape was beautiful. And I was trying to spark my blunt back up. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, that was beautiful. I'm not going to lie. That's great. That's great journalism. <laughs> yeah, this is but top tier journalism. Top tier. But yeah, I mean, I was watching this game thinking because my dog, I don't know if he was going to take it, take the Raiders with the points. But he almost put down 15 on the Raiders. And I told him, now, nah, why don't you just go ahead and put down one and then just turn that, use, get your one, turn that into 10, and then use that 10 to actually awesome. It's a little bit better. It looks a little smoother, you feel me? But now you're playing with house money the whole time. I don't know if he was going to take it with the points, but I think he's looking at me crazy if he did. But, um, but, um, it's, um, it was a good, it was a good game. And I feel like, Tua was just if Tua looked because of the turnovers and um turnovers on the offense, Tua looked like he played a lot worse than he did. When I looked down and checked the stats after the game, I was like 325, 28 for 39 with two touchdowns and only one pick. I was like, oh fuck. And you guys, my biggest thing about you guys is the fact that I feel like Tua's been getting sacked a lot less, or he's been getting a lot more time. The O line's been doing their thing a lot more in jail and mobile. I don't know if somebody came back from injury. Or something like that. All pro Because I've been wondering why this man too has been having so much time and looking comfortable. You feel me? And then when Jalen Ramsey got that game ceiling interception, that shit was beautiful. I was like, yeah, this nigga's the number one corner in the league again. Yeah, people like I understand. I was talking about Ramsey wasn't that guy last year on the Rams, but they were having him blitz, having him at safety, having him at slot, having him at the nickel. Like, they had him playing five different positions in one, whereas he comes over here, hey, we just need you to guard the best receiver there is. Cater, Cater will handle this. Eli Apple is going to handle this. Like Javon Holland. But, see, even Eli Apple, people clowned us. That Eli, the problem with Eli Apple was he was the number one corner on the teams he was getting clowned on. Yeah. The moment he can be corner number three, I like his odds. Give me the Eli Apple odds when he's corner number three. Yeah, playing the playing the slot and shit. Yeah, so that was my thing. Is like also like we just needed him to be okay until Ramsey got back, and people kept saying Ramsey's washed. Y'all, oh he's washed. He's has been. Oh his best years are behind him. I kept telling him wait wait till December. We in November, motherfuckers, and you already feel the impact of of Ramsey. Yeah, and the way he came back from his two season, interceptions. I was tweaking. He did get that first interception. It wasn't a pick six, but he got two interceptions on the deck. Uh, yeah. Three. He has three interceptions in his last three in the three games he's been back. So. And the first one was a pick six. Yeah, no a pick six. It got. St- it was almost a pick six. He just ran into his own guy. Oh yeah. Yeah, but yeah, uh, the Dolphins, We're moving, and uh, the 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 Raiders. For a team I thought was going to get blown out coming to South Beach and the good times was kind of coming to an end, it was competitive. It came down to the last drive. It came down to that last interception. So, like, shout out to the Raiders. Like, they definitely have – if this was the Josh McDaniels Raiders, oh, the Battle of McDaniels, we would have blew their asses out. Both cup. Then our next game on the slate, Texans beating the Cardinals 21-16. C.J. Stroud, I mean, shout out to the Cardinals defense because C.J. Stroud had like 250 yards at halftime. He ends the game with 336. Still a great game by any metric, 336. But 
250 at halftime. You would have thought he was going to throw for 500 that, um, against the Cardinals. He threw three interceptions also. C.J. Stroud came into the game with one interception, ended the game with three, and that's why I say the Cardinals had the opportunity to win this game. So I'm not mad I took them on the money line. I took them straight up because C.J. Stroud was throwing red zone interceptions that were setting up Kyler Murray for good field position, and they just couldn't get it done in uh, Houston. C.J. Stroud, they moved to 6-4. and four. Cardinals moved to 2-9, to nine, and they're still in the, the top quarterback uh, draft pick. Uh, uh, I felt good about this because I was shook about this when I was like, C.J., I need you. To, I, I, I'm believing you. I'm a believer in that. You're the obvious pick rookie of the year, and you're looking like one of the better uh, top a top 15 quarterback, top like a top half quarterback in your first year. But I need you to look good this week. And that's what my dog did. He <laughs> did him three interceptions, and that shit was definitely hurtful because for some reason Red Zone loves to show you every time the team he wasn't sure about fucks up. Yeah. But this thing, and I feel like they figured this offense is figuring things out, and you couldn't forget about the defense. Like, this is a D'Amico Ryan's coach team, and I think they like really held they really forced a lot of shit this game yeah so the the cardinals go into halftime it's 21 10 they're losing right they come out of halftime they score a touchdown first drive out of halftime 16 to 21 they go for it they don't get it they get the ball back they go all the way down to houston's i think 30 they go for it on fourth they get stopped they get a big interception about midfield. That this is the next drive. Get a big interception against C.J. Stroud midfield. They get the ball back. They move down. They get four. They go for it on fourth down again. They get stopped. They C.J. Stroud gets the ball back, intercepted again. Cardinals get the ball. Go all the way down to like the thirty again. They go for it on fourth down. This is the last the game ceiling drive. But you. You're telling me you're in your territory four times and y'all just get one touchdown out of it. Y'all y'all go for it three times and get stopped three fucking times. Like, that's the difference in this game was if y'all were to settle for fucking field goals. Y'all settle for a field goal there. Matt Prater has the fucking leg. Matt Prater can hit. Like, don't get me wrong. He misses some. But he also can hit a 55-yarder if he got to. And that motherfucking picked him up on fantasy this week. Yeah, like, this was, like, if y'all go for it, on two field goals. Y'all just got to get two field goals out of those drives. Y'all win this game. Y'all's defense made C.J. Stroud throw three interceptions. He's only had one through a, 10 weeks of football. Like, and y'all lose this game. That's what I think was the big thing. Was uh, I don't want to blame coaching and shit, but, like, that's what it came down to was the coaching decisions on those fourth downs. I know you got Kyler Murray. I know it's fourth and two. I know it's fourth and one. But also, you got to understand, like, your defense is playing through their fucking mind. Like, you don't think they're – you don't think they feel – like, whenever the defense has to come back out after they they're off, they see their offense get stopped on fourth down, you don't think that fucking, like, it's a blow to them versus watching their team score points off of an interception they got? Sucks. So, I think that's what it really came down to. So, that's why I'm not mad that the Cardinals lost, like, this was a game they sh- I think they probably not should have won, but like they were in this game to win it. They didn't win it. CJ Stroud, and we got to start talking about it. like the Texans. If they they're six and four, like what happens if they're in the playoff hunt? I know we're not talking about CJ Stroud and MVP just because there's other candidates like Hurts, Tua, Mahomes, like there's other guys in the, the um in the running. But who the fuck had the Texans going to the playoffs this season? Like, let's just be real about that. Like, you got to, like, how do we acknowledge C.J. Stroud? Because the rookie year, I don't think, gives it enough credit for, like, this season he's having. No, that's a fact. Um, I think he's just, like, he's just an impactful player. And the fact that, like, you know, he was just so sneakily good when he did first at the beginning of the season because he started off, like, three games in a row with, like, 300 yards plus um, passing. And I was just like, oh, I didn't know he was like that. And then he continued to build up, and now he's meshing well with his team. And the offensive coordinator and them are figuring something out, and it's working. So 
And this is even without having like a crazy season from Damian Pierce like last year. So they just keep on meshing well. And I know I didn't have the Texans in the playoffs, but if they ends up happening, I'm gonna be like, wow. Yeah, crazy. I mean he has um Tank Dell, another rookie wide receiver, playing through his mind, Nico Collins, uh Noah Brown, who like the two weeks the past two weeks is his Fortune defenses, Dalton Schultz, like even Damian Pierce was hurt these past couple of games, and Devin Singletary came in. But like that, that's all the shit that like he doesn't have all stars around him yet. He's he's playing like as if he do. Oh, that's a big flag on this on this game. We're about to see what happens. Yeah, let's see what and then, well, this comes up for a good point here. There's a couple of blowouts, Kev. Broncos get the fumble. The game is still going. Broncos get the fumble, 17-9, third, third quarter, two and a half minutes left, basically. They needed that stop. But a couple of these blowouts, Kev. The Jaguars beating the Titans 34-14. to And the Cowboys and the Cowboys beating the Panthers 33-10. to out of these two games, which one was more interesting to you? Definitely the Jaguars and the Titans because um the Titans had that trick play with DeAndre Hopkins. That should look pretty cool. And then um oh, they I, think needed that. Two- I, I don't know if that was their first touchdown or second, but they needed that was, one. I think it was their first. And they had another trick play. So they, they, had, they had some trick. You know, you know my dog, um you know my dog Rainbow had some tricky trick plays on written up. So he had some cool shit. They they did that. But um I think it was more Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence looked really good. Him and Calvin Ridley were meshing very well this game. And Trevor Lawrence was just taking that bitch's damn self if he needed to. So this was a very good win for them, especially after coming off a loss. And then they're really establishing that they're a team that's going to be peaking in the playoffs. And, and once again, if you stop the Titans' run game, their best runner was like uh, Chris Moore. He got a carry that went for like 30 yards, and that's their leading rusher for the game. Shut it down. Yeah, like uh Jaguars basically taking out their they got blown out by the 49ers the week before, and they took out that frustration against the Titans, which they should have. They, they, they want to be a playoff team. Facts. And on the other side, the Cowboys, like I said, 33 to 10 against the Panthers. Blanche getting a pick six. He has four on the year. He gets another one. He breaks the NFL record for pick sixes on the year. Uh, T, uh, Tony Pilar, I mean, uh, yeah, Tony Pilar getting a run up the middle where he just carries a few of the Panthers defenders on his fucking back for a touchdown. And TD Lamb, another week, another touchdown. It's the, the, the cow. I know it's against lesser opposition, and that's what the Cowboys are known to do. But these past few weeks for the Cowboys, they've their offense has and defense has just been clicking. Yeah, the motherfuckers are a problem for sure. Um, he didn't throw Michael down for touchdown. He's a I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna trip them. But there's a lot. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I mean the Cowboys are just doing what they're supposed to do. I just need them to continue this this level of play when they're playing other high high quality talent. But they, it's not like even the games that they lost, they looked crazy bad. And maybe that game against the Cardinals was kind of really crazy. But that game against the Eagles wasn't terrible. So, like, if they just continue their um, level of play, they continue to, um, they'll continue to fight to go. But what's really um, crazy about the Cowboys, I think that game really didn't matter. But the fact that Jerry Jones is inducting Jimmy Johnson into the Cowboys' um, Hall of Ring of Honor is going to be insane. Yeah. Did you know about the – I know you know about the beef. Yeah. They don't fuck with one another. Oh, at least not to now. Yeah, I'm over here watching them talk to each other, and I'm just like, yo, this is crazy. I would never have expected this. They did go on air a co- last – I think it was last year. They went on air, and they were both a part of, like, because of the Cowboys game. And they were both a part of like the Fox pregame or one of the pregame shows. And Jerry did say, like, I want to say I apologize. And I really hope, like, we're both too old for this. I hope we move forward and like go Cowboys. And they shook hands and he was like, I appreciate that. They you know like they 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 
on air they ended the beef so like it it is still mind-blowing to think because it's not that long ago where it like you they didn't fuck with each other at all but like it, it is like you know cowboys nation in the day like we already get so much heat from other fan bases and the media and all that like we gotta at least have each other's back and i feel like that's how the cowboys and alumni always look at one another yeah, I was like, whatever they had going on was beef. That's just how I always put it. That shit. I was like, it wasn't a disagreement. It wasn't just two much, two bit motherfuckers being stubborn. That shit was beef. And now that that shit is squashed, I'm just like, wow, anything happened. And then on to our next game, my nominee for the game of the week is the Lions beating the Bears 31 to 26, Kev. I had the Lions minus seven and a half. That didn't cover, but that didn't matter because this game was electric. At there was four minutes, four minutes left in this game. The Bears are winning twenty six to two. Uh, they're winning twenty six to fourteen with four minutes left in this game. Kev, four minutes left, twenty six thirteen. A minute drive, they go seventy five yards, score a touchdown. And uh, the touchdown that was uh to Jameson Williams back from his suspension from the gambling. Bears get the ball. A quick three and out. They get the ball back to the Lions. They go 73 yards again in two minutes. Now they're up 29 to 26. Bears get the ball. You're thinking, okay, maybe they can, they, they can come down and score. Justin Fields earlier this game, DJ Moore, they've been cooking. Run game hasn't been bad. Aiden Hutchinson, grown-ass man, defensive end, comes in that bitch, knocks it out. The the Bears lineman kicks it into a safety. Lions get the game. Game's over. But I'm once again, I can't stress enough, 26-14 to 14 with four minutes left in the fourth quarter. And at this at this point, I'm just saying, this is what you were even saying, like Jared Goff's ass is selling. He threw, th- I think, three interceptions this game. Fucking uh, two and within like the first two, uh, like the first four drives, he threw two interceptions on his own side of the ball, on the own, their own side of the field to set up easy bear touchdowns. Like we're sitting here, like what the? This is the Jared Goff of the old. This is the, this is the Lions. The Lions do this and they lose this game. We're talking about we can't bet on the Lions come playoff time. Here they are. They come back. Four minutes left, down by 12 points. Doesn't matter. They win the game. How do you feel? Because I haven't spoke to you since. We were talking down on Jared Goff in the Lions. Oh, and I haven't spoke was, to you about this game since. We was talking on the ass because he was like, Lions struggling early. I was like, okay, cool. I just got in from church. I go check. You say Lions struggling early. I was like, maybe, maybe, maybe somebody fumbled or something. Maybe somebody got hurt. I'm looking. Immediately, I look up and I see Jared Goff throws an interception. Now I'm quite upset. And then I go take off my church clothes. I come back. I see fucking immediately. I see Justin Fields throw a laser dart to DJ Moore in the end zone. I'm just like, my my Justin Fields doesn't matter. Doesn't help. Motherfucking take looks crazy as fuck right now. <laughs> so and then you got motherfuckers picking Jared Goff off. This is like their first ever interception in the NFL type shit. Like. You're really just throwing that bitch in their coverage. So it was like, yo, what the fuck is going on? But they definitely figured it out. Can't I forget about Amon Ross St. Brown? He fucking um was ready. He came ready to play. Jameer Gibbs came ready to play. Two yard David touchdown. Fact, David Montgomery punched that bitch in to um to steal the game against his former team. And you know the the um the announcers and interviewers and reporters and was eating that shit up when that shit happened. So they definitely tightened up, and I bet you they got into the locker room and got stupid lit. I know um, my dog Dan Campbell had a good-ass motherfucking speech for their ass. So shout out my Lions. Yeah, and I said it about the Jags, and I say it about the Lions. I think they're this new generation of playoff teams. If they keep this core around them, Chargers – I thought that might be them also, but, like, this year is kind of showing that without a run game, the Chargers ain't shit. And the Jags and the Lions, those are two teams that have really good quarterbacks that are uh, not that old and could do it for the next five or so years. And they have a running back, or at least a running game to lean on. 
Whereas I Austin Eckler and the Chargers, I can't I can't say about. So like that's why I'm like the Lions. They came back. I thought they should have lost this game. Don't get me wrong, but even if they would have lost this game, it's the a divisional game. Justin Fields' first game back. The, the Fields for whatever reason in the first two quarters, he has looked electric in all the games he's played in. And Jerry Judy's a fucking demon for that little. That that's yeah, you saw that. I, that that's one of the moves I used to pop out back in the backyard football, a little fake lateral to get someone to second guess, jump over. And I, I'm not the fastest guy, so I had to, you know, you gotta use some moves. Yeah, that shit was clean as fuck. I'm not gonna lie to you, but hey, the Vikings definitely stuffed that next round. But yeah, the Lions taking care of business against the Bears, but the Bears are showing, you know, I feel like Fields heard all that news about. Tyson back in, and maybe he should be the starter, this and that. So, like, the news from you, not to, bro, you must not have your ear to the media, but that was like the, the biggest talking point for everybody. Is like the Bears are winning, the Bears have two <laughs> wins with the just undrafted guy. Like, he's doing things I haven't seen Fields do. Like, first bus, first bus. So the Lions get the easy, a good – not easy one, but a good win. And in the next game, we both were wrong on the Packers losing to the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers losing to the Packers 23-20 to in Lambeau. Chargers had multiple times they could have won this game. Austin Eckler fumbles within the, like, three-yard line to give the Packers the ball back. Uh, Quinton Johnson on a fourth down, a fourth and four, Justin Herbert hits him on the fucking money on a go route. And if he would have caught that, that's probably a touchdown with less than two minutes in the game, and they're up now. Instead, it's a turnover on downs. Packers get the ball back less than two minutes to go. Like, game's over, basically. Like, the Chargers losing this game. They lost my best bet. The Chargers looking real bad right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't mean to correct you, but I think it was a third down. And that shit was so disrespectful because I feel like there was somebody open across the middle, but Justin Herbert saw that shit, saw that, saw the exact coverage he wanted. He saw the, the safety was too far back. He, the one on one had a beat, threw that bitch up. And you, at first, I thought it was a little long, but when I looked back at the thing, I was like, nah, he hit him right on the pocket, right on the dime. And this motherfucker dropped it. That shit was so hurtful because that was – and even if they didn't score the touchdown, like maybe he had fell, that would have put the motherfuckers in field goal range. And you were right. It was third down. But also, like, you're a first-round pick. You're Quentin Johnson, the number one rated wide receiver coming out of college, coming out of TCU. Big body. They're giving that motherfucking comparisons to Megatron. They better take him back. The Avery took all of them back. Where Zay Flowers is outproducing you. Jackson Nigma uh, is outproducing you. There's a whole bunch. Jordan Addison definitely outproducing you. Damn, this that bullshit. Motherfucker just got mm. sacked. Mm. But I this was the game that I, had me scratching my head the, that the Packers won this game. Because, like, once again, like, it does come down to that last drive. But before that drop, they were in in the red zone within the five, and Austin Eckler fumbles it. And once again, I'm sitting here telling you, Kev, and telling the world, Austin Eckler is not a real RB one. He's an RB one come fantasy football time, but when it, in the terms of getting that yard when you need it in the trenches in the red zone, he's not an RB one. He there's he averages like 50 yards a game rushing. If if he didn't have the five to six catches a game with an extra fifty to hundred yards receiving, it wouldn't matter. But with a lot of these other running backs, they're gonna they can get you what you need on the ground. Yeah, and that that play where he fumbled was just terrible. I don't know if that was the play, or if I'm thinking of another of I'm getting him confused. But he definitely fell first. Yeah, no, he fell first and then got back, like kept going. And then got and then fumbled. I was like, that was terrible, homie. Yeah, like Chargers move on. Uh, now the Chargers are what four and six. Packers are four and six. Uh, Chargers, they need to make the wild card, and the AFC is as tough as it comes. And the Packers, they keep 
they needed this win to at least stay alive in the wild card hunt in the NFC. Yeah, I, I look down. I, I look at this as the Chargers lost more than a Packers win just because wins are not easy to come by. So Packers, the, the Chargers have to win the games they're supposed to win. It isn't this was one of those games they were supposed to win. Now I'm looking like, eh, I don't know if y'all really making the dance. And then our next game on the slate, divisional game, Giants beating the Commanders 31 and 19. Giants moved to three and eight. Commanders moved to four and seven. Howell has three interceptions. The Commanders as a team has six turnovers, including all the fumbles. That's the difference in this game. Don't expect to win a football game in the NFL with six turnovers as a squad. And even if it's against the fucking Tommy DeVito Giants, Tommy DeVito had three touchdowns passing this game. And I think he tied Daniel Jones for his most games with three touchdowns with the Giants. Crazy. But not six turnovers are insane, Pebble. And the last one was like a game ceiling pick six. Like, what the fuck? He put giving these giving these dudes great field position, and then Sam Howell. I'm over here. This team was the number one offense for like the last four weeks or something like that. Man, this that bullshit. Brian Robinson was like the number one leading receiver with like forty or fifty yards, with seven receptions. Like what the fuck? Yeah, I got the only thing that's working is wheel routes. Apparently, shit is crazy. This game pissed me off. I'm not gonna lie to you. Shout out to Vito. He looked good, but it's bullshit. Yeah, and like you said, like uh, you don't expect to win this game off the interceptions. Brian Robinson's your leading receiver, your leading rusher. Isaiah Simmons pick six to seal a game. That was definitely worth the draft pick that y'all sent to the Cardinals to get him. What was it like a fifth round pick, fourth round pick, or I think it was actually a sixth round pick. But Thanks. Giants, uh, Dante Bakes, the Banks, the rookie, he went on Instagram live after this game and talked his shit to the car, uh, to the commanders fans saying, like, y'all had y'all could have drafted me, y'all had pick 16th or 22 or whatever, whatever pick they had in the first round before the Giants, and they chose not to draft him. And Dante Banks goes out there and gets an interception on their ass, and he let their ass know, like, y'all could have drafted me, y'all didn't, y'all sorry-ass, bum-ass motherfuckers. Damn, that's crazy, because they definitely did bust their ass twice this year, too. So, like, unless they see each other in the playoffs, they got to eat that. Yeah, so, and the Giants, two of their three wins coming against this Commanders franchise. Ron Rivera, we haven't talked about it in a couple of weeks, but I wouldn't be shocked if these next coming days or even next week if they lose again that his ass is out of there. Yeah, and I don't know where the enemy was with the offense this week, but I need him to figure that out next time I pick them. And in our next game on the slate, we had the 49ers blowing out the Tampa Bay Bucks. It wasn't until the fourth quarter this game came became even close. But 27-14, to 14, they beat the Bucks in San Francisco. Brandon Ayuk has a career day where he uh, – he had 156 yards on five catches and a touchdown, one of them being the 76-yard touchdown to Brock Purdy. At no point did the Tampa Bay Bucks were, were, gonna, were in this game. Like, yeah, they get the late fourth down, uh, fourth quarter touchdown to make it within 14 to 27. But like I said, prior to that fourth quarter touchdown, it was 27 to 7. Like, this was the absolute ass oh! top to bottom. How do you feel about the the 49ers and the Bucks? My apologies for um that 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 noise. But shout out I to just Broncos. I just saw it. I just saw it. Shout out to Broncos getting the interception. You know what I'm saying? Back in the red zone. But um this 49ers Bucks game went exactly like I expected. I was hoping that the, the um I was hoping that the 49ers defense did a little bit more. Like cause a little bit more ruckus. Um that book got a few more interceptions, maybe. Maybe it's because I have them off fantasy, but I was expecting them to, like, dominate them a little bit more. But the safety to Funga, I believe, he got hurt. We're praying for him. Make sure he got him He's out for the season. That's tragic. But Fred Warner looked like an absolute monster this game. Um, I didn't even see the, the final two touchdowns. I'm not going to lie to you. 
So yeah. I just all I saw was the Bronx was the 49ers killed this Bucks team all day. Yeah, the touchdowns were all one yard touchdown, <laughs> one yard touchdown, Richard White run yard run for a touchdown. But the the Ricard White run came towards the end of the game where it didn't even matter. Micah Evans getting it before halftime. It was at halftime. It's still a game. It's seven to thirteen. Then second half, Brock Purdy just continues his fucking onslaught where he just doesn't miss an open guy. Like that's the thing. It's like people were open and he just doesn't miss. If you're if you're open, Purdy will hit you. So like all the Brock Purdy slander and all that stuff. It's like, yeah, he might not be the next Peyton Manning, the next Tom Brady. But if you're open, and I feel like if you're a team, that's a good feeling to know. Like, if someone gets open, he's not going to miss the receiver. And that's a that's a very good feeling to have if you're the 49ers. Because these motherfuckers be getting open. Yeah, I believe it. Um, I like that you said that because I feel like Brock Purdy, ooh, face masks, them cheating ass Vikings. But, um, I feel like Brock Purdy. Um, oh dang! Uh, it was a face mask on the Broncos. That yeah, pussy ass, cheating ass, motherfuckers. Damn, that's actually crazy. How you get a how you get a face mask on offense? You're not allowed to grab the face mask when you stiff arm. No, I'm looking at him like, yeah, bro. Like, literally, all you have to do is just push his head, homie. Why did you? And he wasn't even gonna get the first, but we like, you. how did they? Like, just don't do this. Yeah, just as a running back, just don't clench your fingers, just push. Yeah, I mean, I was like, I know you want to make back to the line of scrimmage, homie, but like, just take the two rather than the 15 or the five, whatever it is. But, um, the Brock Purdy, when people say he's a system quarterback, I'd be like, yeah, I could see that. But for me, when it comes to Brock Purdy, I feel like if you put a lot of people in that system, you put a 15 yard penalty, is crazy. The boys is on the fucking 20. Yeah, they working now. Yeah, they're going backwards, bro. What the fuck is this? And they just ran the same fucking play. Oh, well, at least they're back in 10. But when people say Brock Purdy's the system quarterback, I say, yeah. I think Tom Brady early in his career was a system quarterback. And they just got – he got blessed with a really, really good system. I don't know if Tom Brady had a system that did when he first came out. But I feel like there are a lot of people if you put in that system would not be nice. Like, Zach Wilson is not eating in that system. Motherfucking – other starters that suck. Fucking Baker Mayfield, Stafford yeah, a lot of... throwing an interception a game on that system. Right. So like a lot of people wouldn't even know what to do. That he was blessed with a he was blessed to go to a team with an offensive judge, offensive guru, um, a fucking elect a team that traded for an oh he dropped it. Oh he's sorry as fuck. Oh he dropped it, Paul. Where was his energy last week when I had to go against Cortland? Needed I'm that. Like, Oh, he dropped that. That's crazy. But yeah, so like I feel like people. It doesn't matter if you put respect on Brock Purdy or not, as long as they're working. That's all that matters. Oh, Russ could have threw a better ball. Man, Russ had someone coming up the middle immediately. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, but that's true. Like you can talk. That's my thing. Like Brock Purdy, you talk all the shit you want on him, but at the end of the day, like. He could have just been – I feel like system quarterback didn't become a term until Tom Brady. I feel like Tom Brady was the invention of system quarterback. And it was an early Tom Brady. Like, I think by, like, year three, year two and three, Tom Brady was really out of system idea. He just listened to his coach really, really well. Like, no one would have called anybody like, – I feel like no one was using the term system quarterback in the 80s or the 90s. Yeah, I think they just called that being a quarterback. Yeah, like, Terry Bradshaw one year – where they were in the playoffs, he threw, like, 11 touchdowns and, like, 14 interceptions. Like, that was his season. But no one gives a fuck because Terry Bradshaw won, like, five Super Bowls. Like, it, like you know what I mean? Like, it's like Terry Bradshaw's a Hall of Famer. But, like, that motherfucker only threw, like, 15 touchdowns or less every year. All right, so he's over there playing defense in Pittsburgh. Yeah, so, like. Nowadays, where they expect everyone to be the next Peyton Manning, if you don't have those performances, you you get labeled system quarterback. But in the, the day, it's like they were winning, and he threw three touchdowns effortlessly. It felt like like throughout the whole game, like just not an issue. Threw the, did his job, sat back on the bench. Thank you so much. Who who do I play next week? Facts. 
And then we had the AFC East divisional game, a blowout of proportions, 32 to 6. The Bills blowing out the Jets. At one point, it was like the half, not halfway, but it was second quarter. And the Jets had like six total yards of offense. Crazy. Absolute ass whooping from offense to defense. Josh Allen just didn't turn over the ball. Like, yeah, he had an interception. He's still doing Josh Allen things. But he just didn't do those dumbass passes, those dumbass forcing things. Yeah, and then I think um he definitely slowed down on that. And I think he kind of settled, he set the presence in the game early when he showed that like I'm not gonna I'm not I know I'm not running like crazy, but I can still go run at this. Like I'm still gonna I think when he sets that presence early and makes has makes the defense make sure they have to wonder at all times. That's pretty dangerous because the Bills are at their best when the defense has to worry about them boys over the top. Where the fuck is Stefan Diggs at? And as well as, is Josh Allen about to run this bitch because he's mobile as fuck? I think that's when the Bills are at their best. I don't think they did that crazy much this game, but they, they're getting back to their ways. Because they had a stat that, like, after, like, week 11 since 2020, Josh Allen is, like, 18-3, and three, which is, like, the best ever. But, like, that's a crazy-ass stat. Yeah, and at half, I mean, the Jets only score six points, like total. They score that touchdown before halftime. They go for two. <clears throat> they don't get it. But the the Bills put up fucking 16 points, and it was all field goals and then one touchdown by Josh Allen. The Jets don't score anything if Josh Allen doesn't throw that interception to set up the short field for the Jets. So you're telling me. Mm-hmm. If Josh Allen plays a conservative game and they score, like like I said, they only scored one touchdown prior to half. It would have been 16-0 going into half, let alone 32-6 into the game. It would have been 32-0 if they don't let that easy touchdown because Josh Allen throws the interception right before halftime. But that's what conservative Bills offense does. That, that like If Josh Allen does, does this every game, and he's okay with the field goals, they're putting up 30 every game. Yeah, them boys are pretty fucking dangerous right now. Lethal, they still have some things they got to tweak, but they are lethal. But I feel like you say this, this around the Bills every – I think we should always say this about the Bills around this time every year. Yeah, but also it's just – I say this about the Bills when they play conservative football. Facts. When it is played football the way it's supposed to be, like if Josh Allen does what any competent quarterback does and just throw the ball away, don't try to force it, just understand this play doesn't work or this down is a dead down, like this down, fuck, it didn't work. Just take the sack. But instead, we get a lot of the Josh Allen trying to do too much and we get three interceptions a game, Josh Allen. Mm, facts. And then our last game of the four o'clocks, Kev, the Rams beating the Seahawks 17 to 16. It came down to the wire, the final kick of the game. Jason Myers misses it for the Seahawks. The Rams win. I took the Rams. You took the Seahawks. How did you feel? Whatever. Like, not even just that final kick. How did you feel on the drive with Drew Locke? Because Geno Smith gets knocked out of the game. He might not be good to go week 12. Who knows? We'll be on that on the picks episode. But Drew Locke is in the game for the fourth quarter. He hasn't looked good. Now you got the ball. Y'all got to go score some points. Definitely scared to death. But it was DK to the rescue. And then there was this whole entire game, I think the receivers made some really great grabs. So when they got to that last, they got to that last um, drive, I felt like all they have to do is just get one or two good ones. And then after that, I think somebody can make something happen. And that's what they did. They got them. They got the two plays they needed. Their motherfucking, they get in the range, and my dog misses that shit. And I was like, I can't get a field goal. That was my take this week. I was so fucking hurt. But shout out this fucking. It was a long one, though. It was a 55-yard. Yeah, but you know, I'm I'm from, I'm from Atlanta. You feel me, Young Hoku? I mean, he makes those in his sleep. That's true, Young Hoku. I think he leads the league in like 
touchdowns, uh, touchdown, uh, points to take the lead. Yeah, that makes sense. He leads the league in that, and I think there's also another stat where, like, him by himself has more points than, like, three other quarterbacks. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's just, it's just like, you know, like, probably got more points than Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah, no, but the Rams, I thought they, this is a game where I felt like they should have lost. Like, if Geno Smith was in this game for those last couple drives, I think that the Rams lose this game. They didn't take the lead till the fourth quarter. The defense was, I don't want to say getting sliced up, but at the same time, they weren't really, like, Kenneth Walker wasn't getting off. But, like, Geno Smith. When he got hurt. I think he got hurt and Zach Cabernet finished the game. So, like, another one, Geno Smith doesn't finish the game. Kenneth Walker don't finish the game. Like, I just don't think if the if the uh, Seahawks were fully healthy, they probably would have lost this game. I'm happy I took the Rams. I'm looking pretty good post post game recap now. But at the end of the day, it's like Matthew Stafford looked pretty ass. He had like a real a wheel route to uh Henderson that would have been was wide open that would have easily gone for like 30, 40 yards. Completely like, throws that bitch to out of bounds. He has the interception that was on tight coverage. He he ends the game with 190 yards, 17 of 31. Like, that's not good completion percentage. Just overall, all together, the Rams played a bad game, but for whatever reason, Sean McVay owns Pete Carroll, and that's the only reason why I took him. I respect it. I wasn't believing it, especially in the matchup game, but it worked. You got it. I mean, Geno Smith looked great while he was playing. Got knocked out. Dulac figured G-Lock took it down. At least he did his part. And somebody didn't seal the game for us. Yeah. It happens. It does definitely. This is National Football League. It happens. All together, we're both sitting at 8-3. and three. It comes down to the Sunday night game, Vikings-Broncos. Y'all been watching along. You definitely know we've been paying attention. It's, it's currently the fourth quarter, sitting at 17-15, Vikings winning, Vikings got the ball. If y'all don't watch the game, stay tuned for our Thursday night picks coming out on Wednesday. We'll have the recap to the rest of this game in the Monday night game, Chiefs versus Eagles, rematch of the Super Bowl, one of the best games on the slate. We're both rocking with the Chiefs there. And before we head out, Kev, you have any last things you got to say to the crowd? I can feel though. To take the kicker out the game, fuck it. Fuck the field goal. Motherfucker, you a Falcons fan. Young Hoku, and you talking about fucking field goal. <laughs> that's wild, bro. That's, just, that's blasphemy. Fucking field goal. But as always, thank you all for watching along. Go down, like, and subscribe if you're still here. We appreciate all of that. Comment, let us you know. Comment to let us know how you felt about week 11, any bets y'all rode this weekend, something crazy that happened this weekend in, week, uh, this weekend in football that y'all lost the bet or cashed the bet. We'd love to hear it. And if y'all didn't know, this is another recap of week 11 NFL. I'm Paul Pickle-Winnemcon Show with Kevin Waterboy Savoy. If y'all ain't know, well, now y'all know, motherfuckers. <laughs>